Hi, this is Milton Pedraza, CEO of the Luxury Institute. In today's podcast, I want to share a very important topic. We call it the highly profitable journey from privileged access to advanced personalization. After a long competitive decade, luxury goods and services brands, their agencies and consultants have finally mastered the rules of the digital marketing game just in time for the game to change. You see, pandemics inspire reality checks of major proportions. One reality is that for years, luxury goods and services brands have been playing a digital marketing game that serves the best interest of digital tech platforms and their proxies, while violating the privacy and the best economic interest of their customers, society, and their shareholders. As demonstrated by the economics of dismally low ad click and conversion rates, especially on mobile devices, which is what we all mostly use during the day, digital advertising is a broken business model. And we all know this. The empirical research shows that digital ads inspire clicks from a majority of customers who would have purchased anyway. Digital advertising is rife with obsolete data, and that's probably the biggest issue bad data, mistargeted messages, accidental clicks, and we all know how that works, deceptive metrics, just read the newspapers, bias, fraud, mistrust, privacy violations, and therefore consumer fear and frustration, and a response which is growing ad blocking. Now, this model is hugely profitable for the intermediaries but fails economically for the two supposed beneficiaries, ethical luxury brands and their valued customers. When luxury executives in the 2030s look back at the post-pandemic 2020s, the most flawed assumption in business in the pandemic year of 2020 will have been that individual personal data would always be coerced, owned, and controlled by the ad platforms and third-party brokers instead of those who produce it, individuals. Future luxury marketers will wonder why brands and their advisors opted for superficial, unprofitable customer relationships. Unfortunately today, brands are stuck in the myth that the current coerced data extraction method of digital advertising is the most effective way to generate value in the digital economy. But post-pandemic, digital leaders will adopt legal, consent-based, privileged access methods that yield rightful personal data control to customers, to individuals. And why? Because they're generous? No. In order to empower and accelerate relevant, rich, and real-time sharing that benefits everyone. In the post-pandemic personal data economy, a brand's privileged access to relevant, rich, and real-time customer data will be the major driver of, of economic and competitive advantage. This bears repeating. In the AI age, in the post-pandemic personal data economy, a brand's privileged access to relevant, rich, and real-time customer data will be the major driver of economic and competitive advantage. It's about the data.
and not just quantity, but the quality. As customers, individuals are empowered by legislation and a rapidly growing community of ethical, innovative entrepreneurs and trusted intermediary services to take full control of their personal data, they're going to become selective about who and what companies they share their data. There will be winners and losers in each category because they're not going to share their data with everyone. Smart brands need to develop the optimal customer data strategic plan and operating model. They're separate, the strategy and the operating model right now in order to take advantage of this opportunity. It will be a race to the top, but it will be a race. For almost three years, Luxury Institute has been researching, investing, and building critical relationships and most importantly, deep expertise in the emerging personal data economy. We do it as investors, so we do a tremendous amount of due diligence. The Institute has designed an effective framework for planning and executing in the new era of advanced personalization. Here is Luxury Institute's unique 10-step process for developing a strategy to kickstart the ethical, client-centric advanced personalization process. Step number one, identify the most valuable customer data. We said it's about the data, so to start the process, the brand will assemble and empower a multifunctional team of trusted internal and external experts. Their task is to dissect the current customer journey, the current customer experience, and brainstorm the top opportunities for advanced personalization. The team must determine what privileged personal data is required, how often it is needed, how much do we update it? And where will it reside in order to enable the first experiments? Our recommendation is you start very, very simple and then evolve. Now, some required personal data will be historical, like purchase transactions. Some will be real time, like what are you buying right now? And depending on the category, required data can include historical category purchase data as well as behavioral data and or real-time browser and location data. You need to plan as to what data is the most relevant to start. Step two, install the legal and ethical framework for data sharing. Once the opportunities and the relevant data have been identified, a legal team must work with the customer-facing team to establish the legal framework for data sharing. It must meet the optimal legal requirements, obviously, by country or by region, GDPR in Europe, CCPA in California, but also go above and beyond the law to protect the consent flow and storage of personal data and the insights. So cybersecurity, privacy, and seamless data access consent protocols have to be put in place. Now, this is important. Because it's a legal process, some brands will get intimidated. But being legal, ethical, and serving the right interests of your customers is not complicated, and we know that. When we get in trouble is when we're unethical, illegal, and when we're not doing the right thing. So it's super simple for trustworthy brands to comply and to go above and beyond. Step three. Establish the technology framework for data sharing. 
the most important requirements in the technology framework are the data sourcing from the customer and from other sources, the frequency of sourcing, how often and how quickly, data transfer facilitation, so how does the data move around and the technology is there, and the data and inside storage and access technologies. The right data may need to flow by consent from the customer's device to the service of the brand. That's the way it's done right now. That's big data. You could say big AI. Or the data may remain in the customer's devices and be accessed by consent through on-device AI or what is known as edge computing which is secure and it preserves privacy and it saves on costs and very importantly will likely become the norm in AI. It's called federated learning, it's called on-device AI, it's called decentralized AI, call it what you will, on-device AI. What it means is that the data will not be leaving the individual, the, the uh, algorithm by consent will come into the device, do its work, train, gather feedback, whatever it is, but the data will remain secure and private. That is a huge, huge innovation that will drive performance in important ways. Now, we acknowledge that both methods, the traditional in the server, in the cloud, holding the data of a million people may be necessary. So both methods may be appropriate at different times. And surprisingly for many people, especially business people, all the required technology to execute this process already exists. It can be configured easily to create a seamless process. In step four, we power up the analytical AI engine. The new analytical process is a continuous virtuous cycle of gathering and structuring data. Data has to be structured in order to be analyzed. There is unstructured data analysis, but having structured data is more powerful and then using simple machine learning techniques, and I'll repeat that, simple machine learning techniques, plus expert human judgment to identify actionable timely insights and value generating opportunities. This is important to note. The cost of using algorithms to make millions of rapid predictions and recommendations in real time at any company is plummeting to near zero. There's a lot of jargon and a lot of mythology around AI, but it's pretty simple. AI is now a low-cost prediction engine. That's why it's being applied everywhere. And when I say everywhere, in farms, in factories, and it definitely needs to be applied by luxury goods and services brands. Now, besides talent, which is developing, you can find talent today, whether it's external or internal. It's critical to remember that the right customer data is the most precious resource in the AI process. The currency may be trust, but the resource that that currency buys is precious data. It buys privileged access to the right customer data. Step five, turbocharge the continuous customer value innovation platform. The customer value innovation platform for each brand is comprised of asking the most powerful questions. That is a skill and it requires domain expertise. Followed by using the right training data because you need to train a model on some data before it can do predictions. 
generating insights and recommendations from those predictions. Then you make decisions, and that's really a job of humans for the most part right now. And then using the critical feedback data. The feedback data is the gold nugget, as is being said by many experts, in order to adapt and innovate. The brand uses these to engage the customer in rapid testing and learning to determine what works for the customer and what does not quickly. And because the brand now has privileged access to relevant, rich, and real-time data from so many customers, in some cases tens of thousands, in some cases hundreds of thousands, in some cases millions of customers who trust the brand, it can use the generalized cohort learnings and insights to enhance the individual experience of each individual, each customer, with far greater precision and accuracy than ever before. The beauty of this innovation platform is that it scales fast and delivers mutual cost efficiencies and value across to the customer and to the company over time. Step six, implement a new customer communication strategy. Actionable insights and recommendations developed during the analytical phase must be humanized and delivered with the essential emotional intelligence pillars of expertise, deep empathy, trustworthiness, and generosity. These make associates and customers feel cared for and special. The brand team and each customer determine together what part of the journey is best automated and what part of the journey is best delivered with rich human engagement. Post-pandemic, this will be really important. What do you automate and what do you deliver with human connection? And how do you do it so it becomes a great, rich experience? In the future, customers can choose their favorite journey elements and exceptions in real time. This is why we talk about an omnipersonal experience that transcends channels. It doesn't look at channels. It is a seamless experience, and it is positive. It is a strong, positive experience, irrespective of what communication channel I'm using or what exchange of value channel I'm using. Step seven. Pilot testing and learning experiments. Your company will become a testing and learning machine. Once steps one through six merge into a smooth workflow process, and that usually takes three or four months, again, to start, to get traction, to get established, the brand can begin to experiment live. So the brand can invite real customers to participate, different segments of customers, so you can really customize experiences, and you can compensate and reward them, whether it's monetarily or with a better experience or rewards. Or, if you want to be more conservative, you select internal team members who fit the roles to be the test participants. So Luxury Institute has recommended to hotel brands that they use some of their executives who travel and who are affluent to be part of the team that does the testing. They do the travel, and then we create this process on top of it so that we can then really begin to do privileged access of customer data from our own employees and then advanced personalization experiments with our own employees. So this allows the brand to start executing the steps of the process and identify the experiences that need to be enhanced. The feedback, the adjustments, and the course corrections will be valuable in optimizing the scale-up process. Step eight, 
Reorganize teams for advanced personalization. One of the most important learning opportunities that brands will enable through testing the advanced personalization process is how to organize team members to collaborate to best serve the customer and to best serve the company. Departmental silos may no longer work because they're so disconnected that they're dysfunctional. So one example would be that customer segment leaders may emerge to refocus the brand from products and channels into a truly customer-centric business model. The agility of the teams to stay open to learning and innovation and remain agile in the moment must be established as the operating norm. Step nine, scale up and measure what works. As soon as the brand has established that customers are receiving highly personalized value, the brand can scale up advanced personalization in an efficient and effective evolutionary process throughout the enterprise. You start with different customer segments or different products, and then you evolve throughout the enterprise. And this is an endless journey of rich, open dialogue and continuous learning, continuous improvement, and rapid fire innovation. Key metrics such as customer acquisition and customer retention and referrals will be used. But you have to remember that those are merely outcome metrics. Entirely new input metrics will emerge as the brand abandons irrelevant industrial age measures of performance. For example, measures of customer trust, levels of access to the most relevant data, algorithm prediction effectiveness, and individual personalization accuracy metrics will be used. New individualized measures of customer relationship length and depth and loyalty, for example, are they referring me, will replace the surface level customer satisfaction metrics of today. Step 10, innovate an iterative test and learn customer experience culture and processes. The most exciting aspect of ethical personal data sharing is that the acceleration of the flow of quality and quantity of the right personal data uniquely delivers economies of scale, cost efficiencies, meaning the more customers you bring in to this process, the cheaper it gets per customer, and economies of scope, meaning that for each customer, you can have a higher share of customer spend, a higher share of wallet. It is a fantastic system in terms of economics. It can unleash unimagined levels of prediction and creativity with major cost reductions and profitability. It's always important that to get those benefits, brands must create a culture of socially responsible fiduciary purpose where they transparently protect, enhance, and promote the best interests of their customers the best interests of their associates, and society continuously. It is an ethical journey of innovation. Unlike third-party brokers and digital platforms, in this case, the interests of the brand, the interests of the associates, and the interests of the customers and society are all aligned perfectly. It is an exchange of value, and there may be negotiation, but it is all fair and in the interest of all parties. To create value. There are no losers in this game. 
I think the point that I'd love to make is that surveillance capitalism is so 2010s. It was the beginning. It's no one's fault that we got locked into this toxic type of process. But we need to move on because it's not just untrustworthy, as we see from all the surveys and all the behaviors of consumers. It is economically unworthy. In America and Europe, 2020's consumers will be empowered by legislation and rapid innovation to assert full control over their individual data. Ethical brands, especially luxury brands that want to build relationships, will embrace this because it dramatically lowers their cost and risk of holding high-quality personal data. It will remain on the devices. The AI will come into the device. It's a beautiful system. It's very elegant. And it will reduce waste and improve profit margins. There will be exponentially more and richer personal data that each human will produce post-pandemic. We can see how much more digital we have become. We'll be generating a lot more data. Now, individuals will happily share this precious resource when they are guaranteed the best cybersecurity, strict privacy, and of course, clear, relevant recommendations and rewards. You need to create value for them, but that's relatively easy. The more their complex lives require them to make high risk, high value, high investment, and high emotion purchases and decisions, the more that luxury consumers will be open to entrusting privileged access to their personal data to brands that offer personalized best-in-class solutions. And finally, post-pandemic, luxury brands will need new ways to vastly improve performance. The advanced personalization techniques described in this paper dramatically reduce the cost of acquiring relevant rich and real-time data and it is the fuel, it is the resource. Without that, none of the software, the AI, nothing can move forward. So we need to leverage the plummeting costs and ease of use of AI, but with rich, relevant data. We need to reduce customer acquisition and retention costs, which this system does. It also reduces supply chain and inventory costs because you're really making a lot more in real time on spec. And of course, it will increase conversion, retention, and referral rates. So the ethical and the economic use cases are compelling. The only question now is which courageous brand leaders will step up first, especially during this pandemic? Not just to survive, but to thrive and to meet the changes that are coming and embrace the low-cost, high-performance breakthrough journey from privileged access to advanced personalization. We're excited about this opportunity, and we know that it will be the future. There are too many telltale signs, and as investors, we see what's coming. We see where venture capital is investing, despite what's happening in the ad tech economy. Thank you, and we look forward to having a discussion about this with you in the future. Thank you. Mm -hmm.